Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Ben Manley. Mark Labriola is not joining me today. Unfortunately, he is on a video shoot, but we have an awesome show anyway because I am interviewing Tim Redmond. And Tim is the CEO of Redmond Growth Consulting, has been growing highly successful businesses for over 35 years, including his work at PricewaterhouseCoopers, growing a software company from two to 400 employees, selling it to Intuit, and helping thousands of business owners gain time and financial freedom. And Tim is also the author of a book called Power to Create, and he's a speaker whose leadership maxims have been featured in John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Whew! Tim, welcome to the show. How's it going? Big Ben. Hey, this is great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's something else what those people write about you when you, when you pay them to write good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, write something that makes me sound impressive, right? You know, like, all right, cool. That that works. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that. Uh, yeah, no, super happy to have you on the show. I'm really excited to jump into some things. I know we talked about, maybe we'll talk a little bit about teams uh, and, and uh, missing ingredients that mediocre teams lack and what high performance teams uh, have that's a little bit different than those mediocre teams. I want to talk about that a little bit. But also, before we do that, more importantly, I need to ask you a question. Would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? Well, a completely automated <laughs> home or a self-driving car? Yeah. I, which, I have which a, one? I have a Tesla right now. It's self-driving. So, <laughs> so you're like, I already, I'm already living the dream. So you would, you would pick the automated home or are you just going to... We're, we're actually automating our home. We're creating this Sonos ecosystem. Okay. And I'm buying more stuff than I... Like I'm over the budget or this pre-assigned amount. I thought I was going to I'm over it four times. So <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to listen to any financial advice I've got today. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. You know, every time I try to automate something in my home, it just makes my wife more frustrated because I'm like, oh, I got this like cool, uh, you know, light bulb that turns on and off, you know, and it's like, yeah. wait, I have to open an app to control the lights. Can I just like flip a switch? I think I'm just doing it wrong, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I, I just went to my, uh, uh, one of my sons, I got four very above average children here. Thanks to my wife <laughs> and my third Congratulations. Son, girl, my third son just moved in this apartment and he's got everything automated with uh, Alexa. And mm, so he's got yep. lights and temperature and all kinds of, I mean, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was impressed. I was impressed. The the best automation I have right now is I built like a treehouse in my backyard and I put one smart bulb in it. I ran electric to it and I have one smart bulb in the treehouse. So if the kids leave the light on, I can just like be like, you know, Siri, turn off the, the treehouse light. And that's, you know, that's the best automation oh, I figured out. You feel like you've <laughs> arrived here. <at> least <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. So, well, cool. Hey, I'm really glad you're here. I really wanted to kind of jump into to learning some stuff about teams and advice you have around that. But also, I would love to get just a little bit of your background. It sounds like you've had pretty a pretty interesting journey. I know, like you know, you sold sold this software company for multi millions, and I mean, to me, I'm like, it kind of blows my mind. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't even know how you get to that point. But I would love to just hear a little bit about your background, kind of like where yeah. you've been in your entrepreneurial journey. Maybe you can just give us kind of a a little bit of yeah, background on that. I love, I love the journey I've had. It's a lot of success, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, success is really learning to manage the, you know, and navigate the pain successfully. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I've got a lot of that too. But uh, I don't start at Pricewaterhouse Coopers. I start being born into a very large family, one of the older kids. But uh, mom and dad love sex or making babies or having babies and raising babies or something. But I'm one of 11 kids. Oh, so man. Oh, that, man. Crazy. More than any university class has taught me or wow. any other job training. It's like, uh, especially at dinner time. But no, I, I uh, yeah, I was a CPA. I've always had an entrepreneur's heart. Uh, worked with PricewaterhouseCoopers for a bit and then joined this uh, software company at the very beginning and we're both of us, the founder and uh, myself, kind of his right-hand man, we're both CPAs and, and uh, so we wrote CPA software and we grew it up. I, uh, we grew it through uh, direct, uh, direct mail, you know, marketing. Okay, wow. We started out a couple thousand letters at a time and we got to where we'd send out 400,000 uh, pieces of mail three times a year, and they would create about forty-five thousand uh, demos, what we call. And so, yeah, we we grew it from zero to a forty million dollar a year company. Sold it to Intuit. Learned tons. Learned tons of stuff on that. Then I went around and we started a nonprofit where I spoke in uh, business groups and pastors groups, government groups all over the world and sharing about leadership, leadership development, how to grow your organizations. People would come up to me, uh, Ben, afterwards and say, well, hey, do you offer coaching? I go, sure, what's your question? Sometimes (laughs) I spend a half hour, 45 minutes with them, not realizing that there's these uh, like multi-million dollar coaching companies like we are now. uh, (laughs) They're out there, and I'm like throwing away all this opportunity. Well, uh, so I I finally switched, you know, the, uh, you kind of kept, bite me in the rear or slap me in the face. And I finally said, okay, let's focus where our main focus is on coaching and let's do speaking. You know, I was just came talking to a bunch of roofers here, just, uh, just got, came back about 30 minutes ago talking to a bunch of roofers. So yeah, love, love what I'm doing. Look, when you have like one of my favorite stories, I, I I've got hundreds of these stories, but one is a, a guy that lives in Arkansas that builds sheds. All right, he had a $100,000 a month business, pretty good business, but he wasn't making any money, Uh, paid himself $5,000 a month, no profits, and uh, now he's got a $5 million a year business, basically $500,000, $600,000 a month, and uh, 15 to 20% profit. He was working 70 hours a week, no no retirement, no nothing. He's 68 now, two years into it. He, he spends three months, a, uh, he spends three weeks a month chasing his wife around a condominium in Florida, and then he comes back one week a month to run his company, and uh, he's having a blast. He's got wow. tons of money in his retirement. 
He's given to his church. He's given to some program, I think, that's helping kids that don't have dads and, you know, and just... Mm -hmm. It, wow, he's just living the talking about living the dream. He's living the yeah. dream. So I, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I get up early in the morning mm -hmm. to do. I love it. Yeah, you're like, hey, you know, who are the entrepreneurs out there that are like struggling? I mean, maybe they do have something pretty good, but you're like, what if you could take this next level? I mean, that sounds like it's so awesome for him to be. You said he's 68. That's what a great yeah. way to like to wrap up some of that that part of your career to like be able to launch, you know, something from where it was at to that. That's so cool. Oh, I um, love it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds just very rewarding. I would I would love doing something like that. Well. Just do you mind if I I want to kind of rewind for a second when you said sure. you're I'm I'm really curious about your childhood just very a little bit I'm just kind of curious if there's any ties you see because I'm interested like being one of eleven kids where were you in that I mean I'm guessing some statistics four. I was gonna say statistics say you're gonna be a middle child because it's unlikely you're the first <laughs> or the last right so out of eleven chances yeah. are you're not the oldest well, or youngest so yeah number you four got nine elevenths of a chance of being <laughs> in the middle somewhere <laughs> right exactly so number four okay cool. And uh, do you, yeah, just even as a kid, whether it's related to how many siblings you had or not, was there anything as a kid that like ties back that you're like, man, even as a kid, I was this way or even as a kid, this or anything that you had experienced as a kid that affected like how you approach things now? Well, there is a tenacity. Mm -hmm. I was very quiet. Mm -hmm. I was born with a complication, like a, a very a severe cleft palate. Oh, wow. I, I had... My parents were told I wasn't going to live beyond a week. So they rushed oh me gosh. to uh, the priest to baptize me before I died. And, and then this guy actually announced a curse over me. Now, there's a lot of very good priests. I'm not down wow. on the Catholic Church. Beautiful hmm. people. Very devout. Very good people. This guy just was not. He, he declared himself to be an atheist, I think months after he announced this curse over me, hmm. said, this boy will never be a priest and he'll never be a public speaker. Whoa. And, uh, it, you know, because I've got, you know, my mouth, my whole face is not together. And, uh, and so it was like I lived under that curse and I was quiet and introverted and I would, I'd be so nervous I'd stutter. And, hmm. uh, had a, had another uh, had a, had an accident when my brother died when I was fifteen he was sixteen and uh, I wasn't expected to live through that and I had to learn to read and write all over again I know this is this is like wow. why am I getting because yeah. more than than strategy as important as it is more important than marketing more important than uh, just about anything is just the tenacity and grit to to get after it. I was a wrestler, you know, and you just you work out so you 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 can just defeat your opponent in the third period if it you know were before. So it's very very tough. So it's just a pushing through that I learned as a child that is with me now. You know, I uh, I mean, I just I never knew I was. You know, I was going to be speaking to people. I, it would have scared me to pieces. But I just spoke to a bunch of folks here and just got them laughing and had, had a good time. But, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's, that would be the one thing that, that just tenacity, grit. Uh, it's like move on or die. It's <laughs> you know, kind of extreme, <laughs> but that's wow. kind of what I was left with. So. Wow. And thanks for sharing that. Well, hey, maybe we can jump into some of the the team related stuff. I was really hoping to learn a little bit about 
you know, this really caught me, you know, the idea of what's the missing ingredient that mediocre teams lack and high performance teams embrace. And sometimes when I hear high performance teams makes me nervous. It's like, as a, as a leader, I'm like high performance teams. It makes me think, Ooh, am I going to have to pressure my team to like, Ooh, I got to put more pressure on them. Like keep on them to be high performance. That's not a high performance team. That's a, that's a, that is a sluggard team that needs external motivation. So, mm, you know, a high performance team is, um, you know, you're as a leader, you're trying to run ahead <laughs> the direction they're headed, you know, uh, but uh, they're highly motivated and uh, they, they are inspired by you. You know, it's important. People say, well, gosh, I can't, there's no, nobody wants to work. I can't, there's, there's nobody out there that can want to work. Well, who wants to work for you? Are you, are you followable? Are you somebody that inspires? When you share your vision with somebody, they want to say, wow, I'd like to be part of that. So, you know, that's in our coaching, we actually work with people on that. It's just, you're having a problem attracting people. You, you don't attract who you want. You attract who you are, you know? And so, you, you got to really look at that. So, so you know, you you gotta you gotta be part of that team that people want to follow, and you want to set the pace and inspire them. The missing ingredient, though, after you really get them jazzed up for the vision and the and and the future and your work ethic, and uh, don't just tell the way, show the way. That uh, the missing ingredient is this thing called respect. Now, respect is not something I demand. Like, I demand respect. I'm, I'm the owner. I'm the boss. No, respect is actually, it comes from a heart of abundance and it comes from a heart of contribution. And respect is a gift that I give somebody. And, and really, I define respect as valuing the differences without having to agree now, in our political landscape, you know, we villainize anybody that doesn't agree with us. As a matter of fact, we call it hate speech. You know, and both sides are just ridiculous with that, and there's not any communication going on. And uh, so respect is valuing the differences. And look, Ben, there's a lot of us that grew up under harsh authority or poor role models, uh, there's a lot of us that have never really been built up as an individual by somebody we respect. Uh, there's hardly anybody that we respect just because they're so, such poor, you know, just living, you know, walking the talk and being a person of integrity. And so, you know, when I, when I talk to somebody and I, and I don't just say good job, that's too general, that's not connected, but I say, man, the way you handle that client they were bananas, and you kept your cool. And at that point, you were just giving them words that just allowed them to calm down. I was impressed with that. Right. I mean, I want, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. That's what we're looking, you know, and then, whoa, you know. So that's how respect is, is a, you know, explained and, and conveyed. It's not it's not just pump you up. Sometimes you have somebody has an idea and you don't go with it, but you, you hear it out. You say, I hear you saying this. Uh, before we go forward on this, here's why we haven't done this. Let's go figure that or, or something, but just let them know that you're listening to them. You're valuing, even if you don't agree, you, right. you value what they're coming from. 
hundred percent. I have two, two thoughts based on what you're saying. One is, have yeah. you seen that illustration? That's like a, um, I am imagining it as an Egyptian hieroglyph, but it may not be. It might be a stick figure drawing, but it's like a person sitting on top of a giant block of stone and there's these people pulling the stone and that's the boss. The boss is sitting on top of the stone pointing forward like, you guys pull me this way. And then there's the leader, which is instead of being on top of the stone, he's in front of all the other people pulling the stone, like leading the way and pulling with them. That's what I think of when, when you talk about that, that illustration of like, Hey, a high performance team is highly motivated, inspired by their leader that you need to be out there. I mean, just like what you said, it's like you, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. So it's like being that person and being out in front and being like, okay, come on, let's, this is the mission. I'm going for it. Come with me. Like that's a total difference than being like, all right, you guys go do this. And, and, being the taskmaster. So I, I definitely see that. And then the other thing you mentioned, I, I, I've experienced the same thing with like that respect aspect, which is like, for me, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but I know working at like a, a large company, you know, you have a, a boss, maybe they're a middle manager or something and you have ideas on how to improve things. They don't have a lot of power to change things, but you're like, Hey, can we do this? And then basically day after day, you're like, I see opportunities for improvement. I have no control over it. And you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. Well, I just, when I found in my company, I was like, I don't want to do that. I wanted to be something where I actually listen to people and, and like you said, like respect them. So it's like for us, we have like a, um, a Slack channel where throughout the week, anybody can drop anything on there. We actually call it Friday. And there's like, you just drop, drop in like a, um, a note of like, Hey, I just thought about this. Can we improve this system? Can we, uh, this keeps happening with projects where the client doesn't get us content on time. So can we fix this? And then every Friday as a team, we go through the whole list together out loud and be like, Oh, so-and-so submitted this. This is a great point here. What did you have to say about that? And they bring it up. And so I think it's like that respect of like, Hey, I'm not going to just like throw all your suggestions, suggestion box and throw it in the trash. I'm going to be like, Hey, every week, your voice is heard, your ideas are respected. And it's like, I, I feel like that is such a difference um, that to me, I'm excited to be a part of a team when I can know that my voice is heard. So, And it's really, it's really important too as the leader, when you take time for that, it's like, yeah, okay. You know, you're just like, <laughs> okay, when's it going to be? No, it's at that point that there's coaching opportunities that come up. Okay. Because they're trying to solve a problem from a certain perspective mm. and you having gone before them or maybe have some years of experience on them, you can expand their perspective and release their the creativity of their thinking with an expanded perspective. So, you know, you want to build a high performance team and so it is important that you you have some clashes. I, I, I call progress is the clashing of ideas. And you know, when they you know, when anybody comes to me with a problem, then they 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 come in the office, right? Come to them walking around, and they know what my next question is, is well, how do you want to solve that problem? Mm-hmm. So you come to me with a problem and then come to me with a solution, two or two or three of them, what you'd recommend. Let me know you've thought about it. And we've done a lot of just our coaches. We've had our coaches, a number of our coaches been with us four or five years, and they've, they've coached hundreds of uh, clients that are really good. <laughs> you know, some of them are in their mid-20s, you know, and older. But, but, I mean, they're really good because we've had 
a thousand of these little interactions. It's not just respect and, okay, Johnny, I hear what you're saying. Oh, geez. Right. No, but it's like, <laughs> oh, wow, okay, I like where you're going on that. Here's a challenge, boom, boom, boom. Now solve it with this in mind or, have, you know, so uh, it, it allows allows you to expand their thinking where they can begin to think on their own. You're training them not to guess what the right answer is, you know, based on what you would pick, but you 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 teach them how to think through it and solve it for their for themselves. Wow, I never thought about it that way. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like hey, when somebody comes to you with a problem, this is a chance to be like, hey, here's the filters that you should maybe consider when you're making decisions. Like I think about that with us, it's like our team, it's like one of our filters is efficiency, 80-20 rule. Is this 20% of the effort that gives you 80% of the results? Like think about that, you know? Um, Is this going to be something that's a great customer experience? Think about that. Is this also still going to be a reasonable team member experience <laughs> where it's not us bending over backwards to make that happen? So it's like, there's probably like more that I'm not conscious of. They're like, there's probably a few things to keep in mind anytime something comes up. If you can teach people to think that way, man, that's like, speaking of a high performance team, that sounds like they would kill it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, and I've, I've worked with um, well over 520 somethings, right? cocky, ready to take over the world. <laughs> uh-huh. And you, you don't want to squash them, but you want them to grow up and think and not just get pissed off about stuff, just be critical. It's easy. Anybody can be critical, but okay, what are you going to do about it? You know, I have this saying, she who sees it solves it, you know? So if you see it, what's your solution to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, get off your blessed assurance and... <laughs> Show up, man. Uh, Jump in the arena and get muddy and bloody. All right, we're going to pause this conversation here. Uh, Go to thefridayhabit.com. There you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, There you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, Also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday.